Inspired Intentions listeners, welcome back again today. We have a new segment for you. That's right. This is not the main part of the episode. If you are here to listen all about rest and recovery, you will hear that in just a minute. What I want to present to you first is a new idea that we had. We have had a ton of guests and listeners asking for more recipes, and we're here to give the people what they want. (laughs) Instead of just posting a recipe online like we have in the past, we decided to go all out and give you guys videos, give you guys written descriptions. And I even have our executive chef on here, Melissa Fine, to talk to you all about the recipe of the month. Melissa, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Hey, everybody. Hey, and at the end of this, we'll tell you where you can find all of the videos and the posts that we have on this recipe. But I wanted to bring Melissa on just to kind of explain why this is such an awesome dish and why we chose this one for the first. Melissa, take it away. So the first recipe we have for you guys is the Thai coconut curry dish. So I picked this Thai coconut curry dish for a couple of reasons. Um, a couple of years ago, I went to Thailand and I really fell in love with curries. I had this Masaman curry from a small little street cart um, with my sister when I was visiting her. And it was probably the best dish I have ever had. I still think about it to this day. And what really draws me in about a curry is the depth of flavors. With a red Thai curry, you're using this really layered profile of flavors with lemongrass and um, curry paste. And it develops such a different flavor than a lot of foods here in America, like American food. It's a great dish for the winter. Um, it's a fan favorite at Skyterra. A lot of the guests have asked for this recipe, and it's really simple, yet it has lots of veggies, protein, um, and it's delicious. I got to be in the room, obviously, when we were recording the video for this one, and it smelled so good. Why don't you give the listeners just a quick rundown of uh, just kind of the list of ingredients? What's all in this and what maybe some of the alternatives could be? So it's got coconut oil, onion, chicken breast, fresh garlic, fresh ginger, bell pepper, carrots, potatoes, coriander. We use a full fat coconut milk, a veggie base. You could also use chicken base or stock, uh, maple syrup, tamari, fresh lime juice, some fresh kale, and cilantro to garnish. And tell listeners what tamari is because you had to tell me. Yeah. (laughs) So tamari is basically your, that's what you're using for your soy sauce flavor. It's just gluten-free. So if you prefer to use a soy sauce, you can definitely do so. I recommend using a lower sodium soy sauce, but tamari is just as flavorful and delicious. And what might some of the alternatives for people be if they don't want to use chicken? So you could do tempeh, you could do garbanzo beans, um, you could do shrimp. It's really just a preference as far as your protein. And how long does this dish take total for somebody? I would say about 40 minutes. That'll be ready to serve, ready to go. And beginner level, intermediate level recipe? I would say beginner level. 
Um, I think the most labor intensive is just getting all your ingredients out and measured. Other than that, it's kind of just all going into your one pot, building off of that, and the flavors build on each other. Awesome. And any other things that you think the listeners should know about this particular dish before they try it? No. It sounds pretty simple. I uh, personally got to try this one after we got done uh, doing our video on it, and it was awesome. Listeners, if you all want to try this dish, we have a few resources for you. So you can go on and find the recipe on Skyterra at home. It's going to have a full breakdown of all the ingredients, what step-by-step you could, if you'd like to, even go watch a video on it. We did a short time lapse, about two minutes long, of this particular dish. You can find that on skyterraathome.com or on our YouTube channel, which is found under Skyterra Wellness on YouTube. We're also going to be posting this on social media. You can see it on Instagram, Facebook, etc. And go try it at home. Enjoy, everybody. Thank you guys so much. If this is a segment that you guys like, let us know. We will be having another one for you next month. And Melissa, thanks so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, listeners, enjoy the main part of the episode. Inspire Intentions listeners, we are back again this lovely Monday with another question to be answered. And that is... How does rest and recovery affect your overall wellness and your goals? I have none other than Matt Windling back on with me today, our local rest and recovery expert here at Skyterra. And he's going to tell us all about how important rest and recovery is. That's right. That's right. Thanks, Matt, for being back on here. You're welcome, man. Thanks for having me back. It's always good to be back in the studio with you. Yeah, man. And so we are really talking about rest and recovery and a Basically a class that you teach here on campus, mm-hmm. correct? That's right, yep. I have a handful of questions for you that I'd like to run through and uh, just talk about the importance. So when we think about rest and recovery, what do you often hear from our guests? Uh, I would say the most common thing I hear from guests is honestly that they feel they don't need to rest and that you know they are of the mindset that more is always better. And that the more calories, the more steps, the more workouts, the more sessions each week is going to bring a better and faster result. And that is the problem, you know, we want to tackle today. So you're often hearing that they don't want to rest at all. Like when they're here on campus with us, they just want to, for instance, try and do every single class, not take any breaks, uh, get their time in, get their money's worth. Yeah. Um, that's definitely, you know, why they're here a big thing. Um, but even as they go home and trying to set that routine for home, um, you know, I just think that traditional mindset where more is the answer is kind of ingrained in us, um, Mm. from like society and maybe our peers and what you see on the media. Sure. And we internalize that as we need to do more, 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 and that's going to get us to, you know, our result quicker. And truth be told, that's not sustainable. And rest days are just or even more important than those, you know, workout days, you could say. Um, so they're, they're just as vital. And that, that really sounds more like that all or nothing mentality, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yep. Which for our listeners is if I don't do it all, I might as well not do any of it. Yep. Yep, exactly. And, you know, that thinking in the fitness space is I, I better strength train six, seven days a week. 
Um, and on top of that, get my steps in and, you know, maybe have some time for sleep or <laughs> maybe have some time to foam roll those sore muscles. But um, go, 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 go. You know? And that's not what we prescribe here at all no. as far as how many days per week or anything. But when we talk about rest and recovery, um, what should people be doing? What what should this mindset is? And this mm-hmm. is really the meat of our topic today. But what what are you teaching our guests all about rest and recovery? Um, my biggest thing to get across um, to our guests is just that you know you have to set side uh, set time aside to focus on your recovery. Um, so I think the first thing to do to you know build a plan of action is to set aside you know your weekly plan. Um, and by doing that, planning out those big, more intense sessions of the week, and typically that's going to be your strength training sessions. Um, you know, and within that, trying to plan 48 hours between those sessions. So, for example, if I was strength training Monday morning at 10 a.m., 48 hours after that would be Wednesday morning at 10 a.m., and that would be, you know, at minimal enough time for our body to recover from that previous session. So my job is to, you know, really encourage those people to take that following day and treat it as a rest day. And in that rest day, we can keep it really, really simple, guys. Um, Just getting some active recovery in. And active recovery involves walking. This could involve yoga, um, getting in the water and, you know, getting some movement in there. Or even hiking and pickleball activities like that, Um, you know, just to keep blood moving and, you know, to those sore muscles. And, um, you know, that typically will help your body feel better and get you ready for that session the next day. And this is mostly keeping your heart rate down. This isn't necessarily like going and swimming the hardest laps of your life or, you know, when you say hiking, hiking up the biggest mountain. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're definitely not going into, you know, high intensity interval training with this. We are just up and moving actively. Um, Again, this isn't meant to get you in a full on sweat. Isn't meant to get your heart rate, you know, beating through the roof. This is just what we call movement. And um, that could look many different ways. You know, you could consider movement going to the grocery store and and navigating your way around the store and coming home and, you know, unloading those groceries. Like that is movement and that is a form of active recovery, believe it or not. Yeah, absolutely. I I believe it. And so as far as how much of that active recovery in a day, how much Mm -hmm. should they be doing that? Like, is Mm -hmm. that is that all day long? Is that? Because that's not possible, though, right? Yeah. No, definitely not all day long. Again, this is a rest day, so some part of this day, you know, you do want to let the muscles rest. But I think at minimal, um, 30 minutes total combined throughout your day. Um, And main part of that is breaking it up throughout the day. Um, My example I like to use is that 10-minute walk after each meal. The reason I like that is it's, A, it's going to help with digestion from your meal, Um, But B, it's broken up into three parts of your day, morning, afternoon, evening. um, And it's a very sustainable habit we can get into, you know. Um, With that, you know, if there's time in your schedule, another thing that will help facilitate recovery is working on mobility. Um, So this could look like myofascial release work, using a therapy ball, using a foam roller. Maybe you have an actual, you know, massage or massage gun that you can take to those sore muscles to, you know, break up that lactic acid, increase blood circulation to those muscles. And again, we're going to feel better the next day when we spend time doing that. And it shouldn't take, you know, a 30 minute session to get that in five to 10 minutes. Focus on those main areas where you're really feeling it. 
work through some, you know, some soreness, put some pressure in with the tool you're using and then, you know, get on with your day. And so mobility being different than just stretching the stuff you described, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, mobility is, you know, trying to increase range of motion. So that's going to be breaking up muscle fibers, your myofascials. Um, That's why it's called myofascial release. So when those tight muscles are tight, and you probably know what tight feels like, uh, when you take a foam roller, for example, to your quad, it's going to scream at you. (laughs) Yeah, It's going to let you know. It's not necessarily the most glamorous thing to do, but it is going to release tension um, in that muscle, and therefore it's going to feel better, not as tight, and you'll be able to move and groove easier throughout your day. And then when you can pair up that soft tissue work with static stretching, you know, that would be the recipe for success. And what about those uh, therapy guns, little jackhammers of pain? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, those are very, very um, similar devices that a foam roller or a therapy ball does. It's just a handheld percussive device, but it has the same goal. Um, It's myofascial release therapy. Um, and it's a great tool, I always say, to travel with because yeah. not everybody's going to fit a foam roller in their suitcase. But, you know, these companies, Theragun or Hypervolt, they make these handheld, you know, really small devices you can take with on the go when you don't have that, you know, roller around. Yeah, I definitely love mine. So for all listeners out there, we're up to essentially Matt's suggestion, 40 minutes total of stuff so far in a on a rest day. So mm-hmm. 30 minutes active movement. His example is 10 minute walk and then, um, five to 10 minutes of mobility work. So max 40. Is there, what else, what else are we thinking here? Oh, I mean, outside of that, um, you know, activity wise, it doesn't really need to be a whole lot, but one thing we want to make sure we're doing is sleeping. Um, sleeping is our superpower and, you know, whether your goal is to build muscle, to lose fat, to lower stress in your life and you're not sleeping well, Um, none of those things are going to happen. So, you know, seven to nine hours is always the goal. Um, And if you're on site at Skyterra, we do have sleep redefined as one of our staple lectures that I encourage everybody to hit. Yeah, me too. Um, Even if you've been here before, because sometimes there's some new nuggets in there, new science um, that, you know, we can catch you up on. Um, So sleep, of course, is huge. Um, But also your nutrition on that rest day, Mm. right? You know, that mindset might be, well, I'm not moving, I'm not exerting as much energy, then I don't need to eat as much that day. You ever heard that, Alan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, You got to think, on that slower rest day, that day in between sessions, your body's in that broken down state, right? So fueling up well, you know, hitting that protein goal, getting all the right macros, you know, the whole sky tear plate, the whole nine yards, getting that in just as if we were on an active day is only going to help your recovery, only going to help build muscle, um, and only going to help you lose fat. Yeah, that's that's really, really great advice. You know, you, if your goal is to build muscle and you're building muscle back up, you got to mm-hmm. fuel it, right? Exactly, yep. I always say, you know, when you're strength training, you're actually losing muscle. And you're probably thinking, wait, what? Then why do you tell us to do it? Yes, you're tearing down muscle. That's why you're sore the next day, right? You're making these little rips in the muscle called microblasts. And on that rest day is where things grow. So let's think of it as a growth day. That muscle is going to grow back, and then the following day will be stronger and feeling better. Yeah. Um, There's there's something in the show notes here that I 
we did a podcast on here recently that I think is a really great thing to mention about uh, rest and recovery, a really great tool that people can use as well. Um, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So other things we can do that are typically absolutely free um, that provide great mental and physical benefit. And, and we'll just start with cold water exposure. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, I bring that up in my lecture and you should see the looks on the faces I get <laughs> when I encourage our guests to do it. It's probably the same look I get when I ask if they want to jump in the river. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's that old fashioned way to do some cold therapy. Um, but cold water exposure is, you know, maybe one of the most beneficial things we can do for a variety of different health reasons. Um, you know, if we're talking about reducing sickness, um, you know, getting into cold water is going to increase white blood cells within the body, which is going to help fight foreign colds and, you know, Mm -hmm. illnesses that are coming on to our immune system. So it's going to strengthen our immune system. So if you're somebody who can't get over a cough or a cold, it's been lasting for, you know, a week, two weeks, maybe just try ending that shower with a little bit of cold water. And that could be where we start, guys. It doesn't have to be getting into an ice tub. Obviously, if we can do that, you know, even up to a minute, three minutes, we're going to get really, really good benefits from it. Um, you know, benefits is reducing inflammation. Um, you know, ice has been around forever. As an athlete in college, I'd roll my ankle um, as a basketball player. And what's the first thing the trainer is going to do? Ice. 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 Ice and elevate it. So reducing inflammation, swelling, um, and not to mention the mental benefits you get from doing, you know, hard stuff like getting into cold water and that dopamine uptick you get, that feel good almost like you just got done finishing a workout chemical you get from just simply getting into cold water. So yeah. if we're looking to build discipline, um, resilience in your life and doing hard things, you know, if you can get into cold water, again, even just ending your shower with 10 seconds of it, that's probably the hardest thing you'll do all day. And then those other tasks that you might be dreading might, you know, come a little easier for you. Yeah. What about the opposite of that? If, if, Heat, mm-hmm. is that also good for us on rest and recovery? Great. Yeah, um, definitely a time and a place for both. I think heat provides more of that relaxing feeling, of course, sure. right? When you're getting yeah. into cold water, you're, you know, you're going to be awake. <laughs> you're going to be alert. So heat's always something I would encourage for end of day. And, you know, ways we can do heat therapy is if you have a sauna or, mm-hmm. say, a steam room. Yep. Um, and if those aren't an option for you, we always encourage a a soak in a hot bath with maybe some Epsom salts. But these type of therapies are more therapeutic, more relaxing, and they're going to release, you know, stress in the muscle. Yeah. You know, um, some of our massage therapists even encourage our guests to go, you know, sit in the sauna before they come see them. That way when they get into the, on the massage table, you know, their body's kind of already, you know, relaxed. Now, heat therapy is typically going to cause you to sweat and sweat a lot. So it is vital that we're replacing water and electrolytes um, during and after those sessions. Um, but yeah, they are, they're very good methods and you can even combine them together, which we call uh, contrast therapy. And we have a class here called, um, aqua recovery and just, you know, kind of a basic rundown of how we do that uh, here is starting in the sauna, um, depending on your sauna experience, you know, 10 to 15 minutes and really just kind of that point where, you know, you can't do it anymore. And then we step right out and either get into the cold shower yeah. or just jump into the pool yeah, um, and get into that cold water for 30 seconds to a minute and then uh, repeat. So that's just contrast therapy. It's great to flush 
um, toxins and lactic acid out of the body and you'll be feeling much better and you'll probably sleep really well that night. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So all, all these things, there, there's all these things that we can do. You gave us a really clear picture on, you know, a rest and recovery day should mm-hmm. be 48 hours up to after, you know, a hard workout. Mm-hmm. You made the point of 30 minutes spread out throughout the day of active movement, five to 10 minutes mobility work. Mm-hmm. Sleep's important. Nutrition's important. You can do things like cold water therapy, this heat idea. But how does this exactly help us? I know we kind of touched on it. How does it actually help us reach our goals? So by just prioritizing rest days, um, as I mentioned earlier, it's going to help you reach your goal because you're going to be more able to sustain it. Okay. Right. If we were going to just jump out of the gates into that all or nothing mentality, you know, it's January 1st, new year, new me, we're going hard (laughs) seven days a week. Yeah. You know, your body can only take so much, um, you know, and that might last for a week, two weeks. Um, but eventually you're going to break down. And if we don't incorporate rest days and we don't, you know, take the time to, um, take care of our body, we're going to get hurt. We're going to get injured. Okay. Um, and that's going to put you back, you know, further from where you started. So taking and prioritizing rest and active recovery and soft tissue work, um, this is going to, you know, keep you going much longer. And like I said, you're actually probably build more muscle because muscle is built through rest. And when we build more muscle, our metabolic engine of our body is going to increase muscle requires so much, um, you know, calorie expenditure just to sustain itself that your body's going to be a calorie burning machine all yeah. day long while you're carrying more muscle. And if that's your goal, then you got to incorporate a rest day to help build those muscles. Um, cause if we never get a chance to rest, then those muscles are never going to get a chance to grow. Yeah. And, and the good thing about, you know, incorporating rest days is it means you don't actually have to do as much and incorporate as much time into fitness as you might think. And I don't know for mm, a lot of us, yeah. um, you know, we're looking for, you know, trying to reach our goals, but it's not going to be our whole life. And um, that's the good news with this is it can be sustainable and you can find that routine again, that's going to stick with you forever because that's the goal. And, and like Alan said, we're just trying to do this two to three big intense sessions a week and spread those days out. Um, those other days throughout the week, how can we get that movement in? that active recovery, those walks, that soft tissue work, um, you know, and again, enjoy your life. We're just trying to do things that are going to help us be sustainable. That's great advice, man. Um, For everybody that's out there listening today, you know, what recommendations do you have for them, how that they can start incorporating this now? Yeah. Well, I think the easiest answer is to come to Skyterra. Come (laughs) see us. Um, but we know that might not be an option right now for everybody. So if you can't, um, I think the first thing, first easy habit we can instill is getting that movement in after each meal. Five to ten minutes. Okay. Um, create a small victory there. And if anything else, you know, and the day gets to the end and you haven't done anything else, we still got our 30 minutes in. So that's where you'd start, just that yeah, active movement. Just, just getting that movement okay. in. Um, now we do have resources on Skyterra at home. Yeah. Um, so I'm encouraging connect um, yoga and mobility practices that you can follow along with uh, right there with, you know, some of our instructors um, and all of those type activities. Like I said, connect yoga, mobility and stretching are all forms of recovery. And I could, you could even say active recovery yeah. that are going to help you feel better. 
Um, you know, and as always, every day, drinking our water and getting our fuel, eating our meals, um, and last but certainly not least, prioritizing that sleep. Gotcha. So in that order, great, great way to to kind of line things up. So just start with that walk and uh, build up from there. Exactly. Yep. That's good stuff, man. Any uh, Anything else that you think our listeners should know about this whole idea of rest and recovery, or do you think we covered it pretty well? Um, nothing, nothing really. Um, like I said, we're just trying to do less, but do less, but more efficiently. More efficiently. I like that. I think that's a good way to end for sure. Because doesn't everybody want more time? Exactly. Exactly. We don't want to spend all our time in the gym. No, and you don't need to. You don't need to. Well, awesome, Matt. Well, I appreciate your perspective on this. Um, This is always a really beneficial class uh, when our guests get to take it. I know they learn a lot from you. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming back on here. Thanks for having me. All right, listeners, if you have any questions for myself or Matt, you can give us an email at inspiredintentions at skyterrawellness.com. And we will catch you next time. The Inspired Intentions podcast is a production of Skyterra Wellness Retreat. Special thanks to our executive producer, Alan Broyhill. Send us your questions and comments to inspiredintentions at skyterrawellness.com. Subscribe on iTunes and everywhere podcasts can be found. If someone you know might benefit from this podcast, share Inspired Intentions with them and give us a five-star rating. Join us next week as we cut through the unrealistic noise on diets and fitness and show you how healthy living fits seamlessly into your already busy life. Thanks for listening.